Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to the Dad's Beards Nerds Prime Podcast, episode 89. We are Anchor's number one nerdy conversational podcast, and the podcast where two of us can grow a beard, and the other, not so much. My name's Anthony. I'm Tommy. And today we are joined by the one and only Jeff the Maverick. Now, Jeff, first and foremost, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, I love it. I think I posted last week randomly, like, who wants to come on the show? Or I said something about the show. And you you commented on there and immediately DM'd you was like, what day you want to come on? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as soon as I saw the title, I was like, oh my God, I'm super like qualified for that. I have a beard. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a huge nerd and I have two kids. So, you know, yeah, makes you're more qualified than I am. Yeah. You got all the qualifications. I've only got two thirds of it. Oh. I mean, you have, you have a kitty kid, so that counts. I have a cat too, so. There we go. There we go. Uh, well, I, I appreciate you uh, answering the call. <laughs> answered the call to, to podcast duty right away. Uh, just appreciate you coming on, and, and we'll talk more about you later. But let's talk out some housekeeping real quick. If you enjoy the podcast, please check out our news posted Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and an occasional review post on Saturdays. Next up, check us out at Patreon.com/slash/DadsBeardsNerds, where you can become a patron to support the podcast even more. Uh, our tiers range from three to thirty dollars. We're not trying to break your bank; just give you another option to support us. And as always, you can always go to anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can sign up for a monthly donation or leave us a voicemail. Uh, if you do, you will be the first person to ever do that other than Sean who said we were ass. Uh, anyways, <laughs> let's go into what we're playing. Uh, Jeff, what are you playing? Uh, right now, I'm jumping back between Rust and Valorant. Mm-hmm. Um, Valorant, I am in the trenches trying to get out of Iron Rank. And Rust, um, I saw a bunch of streamers start playing Rust, and so I had a couple friends teach me the way, and so, uh, you know, I'm getting my feet wet. Rust got lucky. So, I mean, all those streamers, when it comes to the online TV house, uh, formed a big old server, invite only, got a lot of really big uh, Rust streamers on there, and then also just streamers in general, a lot of variety streamers, you know, like people like... Uh, what was it? Valkyrie, XQC, you know, people like them. Uh, that server was a big hit, but right after that, Rust announced that they were going to be, it's coming to console. It got rated for, or it, it, the ESRB rated Rust for console. So I'm really interested in that. And it only builds towards that hype. Yes. Um, how, how'd you like Rust? Um, so the easiest way, so, um, I don't know if you guys ever got into Minecraft. I did a tiny bit to try to get into the like um, echo chamber of when it was like at its hype. Um, yeah. And I liked building stuff, but I um, would start something and then never finish it. So it would just be a bunch of half-built buildings everywhere. I um, just I played enough to build a castle and a dick, <laughs> <laughs> and then kiss that dick. <laughs> So, but yeah, so it's a lot of like, you start out with literally a torch and a rock and you're completely naked and then it gets dark, you get cold and you die. And so I was like, well, this was not fun. So then I had a buddy who was like, well, let me show you how to do it. And immediately, you know, he's building a base. We're going and hunting food, farming stuff. And then we're going and doing like raids where we're, you know, taking over an oil rig and trying to get like the next best gun. So I I don't know if you're going to play it more, but uh, there's a YouTuber named Spoon Kid 
Okay. Spoon Kid is one of my favorite uh, Rust players to watch. Uh, I watch a lot of his YouTube videos. He's fucking hilarious. Uh, and all of his videos, are, like he does a lot of challenges. He did one where he could only live in, in, in one one of the squares on a grid. Uh, he did another one where he, he made a trout farm. Uh, he did another one where he did something with, only with pickles. Uh, Spoon Kid's, he's he's legit. His stuff's funny. Yeah, he's Spoon, Spoon Kid's my, is, is my top tier of rest uh, players when it comes to rest. Yeah, so and I've only watched the streamers who like they had no idea what they were doing, like Tim the Tapman, where he comes in and uh, he finds out that they were raided the night before, and he doesn't, you know, he's not rebuilding the base. He's just kind of going on there for fun. And I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm going on there for the exciting things. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but I will say I played it three days in a row, and I probably ten hours a day, and it's like it's just one second you hop on and then next minute you know it's past midnight and i'm like well i have to go to bed so it's definitely one of those games where all of a sudden like you said it's been it's like skyrim yeah where all of a sudden eight hours have gone by and you're like it's dark yeah and you have all, you didn't even really do anything it's it's crazy and then good old valorant huh yeah um i the new uh agent just came out yoru um and so i wanted to try him out and I don't know. I have a couple of friends who uh, are like diamond rank and I'm like, well, cool. I'm iron one. So I'm, you know, trying to grind and I'm new to the mouse and keyboard world. I've been a console player my entire yeah. life. And uh, with streaming, I, you know, uh, started with among us and then they're like, Hey, get Valorant. It's free. You know, you can try it out. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Valorant is very fun. I will give you that. But boy, is that learning curve steep now? And it's very sweaty. Oh, it's so sweaty. <laughs> it's so sweaty now. Uh, so that's it. Valerie and rest. Um, yeah, I've been dabbling with going back to Spider-Man on uh, the remastered version on PS5. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just haven't been playing a lot of stuff on my PS5 and it makes me sad. So I keep saying, well, maybe I'll go back. I platinumed Miles Morales before the year ended. So maybe I'll go back and try to platinum uh, Spider-Man proper. Nice, nice. Uh, Tommy, what awesome. are you playing? Uh, I mean, of course, Destiny. I don't even have to say that at this point. It's been how many episodes in a row of that? Every episode? Uh, yeah, pretty much. You were the episodes where you weren't even on them? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've been playing Star Wars Squadrons still, like kind of going back into that because I really want to beat the uh, story mode of that game. Yeah. And, oh, man, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but i love it are you playing it in vr uh i am not because i'm playing it on my xbox okay my series s okay. i have played it in vr though because one of my best friends has a uh, playstation vr oh, okay, okay. aka justinius builds yeah. aka the best gundam builder i've ever seen in my fucking life him <laughs> and text him and text marquee uh i've played it in vr and oh my god it's stunning in vr like I don't, I don't know if you've tried it out in uh playstation vr at all but uh no so i have not played squadrons at all it's uh -huh. it's just i don't know i've never really been the you know um that's never been my you know uh itch to scratch for sure so. and it wasn't necessarily mine either uh again justin is the one who kind of talked me into it which is really weird because i'm the star wars fan of this friendship like 
he wanted to play something that essentially was a flying game. And this had crossplay. He was like, hey, get this. And I was like, okay. So I bought it on sale on Black Friday. And, excuse me, and shocker, we haven't played it together once. Justin, let's play it, damn it. So I've been playing by myself, playing through the story and playing some of the multiplayer. I'm garbage at it, but I love the game. I mean, that's that's the whole point, as long as you're having fun with it. Exactly. And I've been playing a little bit of Control. A little bit more of Control, I should say. And I don't know why, but I, I like the game. I enjoy the game. It's just not got its hooks into me yet like Quantum you Break did. that whore mouth of yours right now before I come <laughs> to that screen and kiss it real hard. Like, it, it's such a good game, but Quantum Break like sucked me in from the get-go. Yeah. And Control just hasn't done that yet. I'm sure it will. I'm going to play through the game. I'm going to beat it and all that. But I don't necessarily know what I was expecting and like how engaged I was expecting to be. Because, like I said, I was all in. This one, it's like super easy for me to get distracted. So I'll admit, I, I, I definitely could see how, how that would be the case. Um for someone like like I've said this before and I'll say it a thousand times and I'll say it again in the future. The thing that that I instantly grabbed onto was it's basically SCP the game. I'm a big fan of the SCP. If you don't know what the SCP is, it is a, a fictional government or a multi-governmental clandestine organization that is there to uh, what is it uh, contain uh, threats to the world, whether they be physical, metaphysical, um, or like anything above what paranormal stuff like that. So I, I was a big fan of the SCP for about like a year, reading all that stuff, listening to YouTube videos. And then I played that and was like, oh, this is SCP the game. This is my game. I'm so hard right now. Coming all over my body, my belly button. It's in my belly button. Uh, and I think that's why it grabbed me so hard. But like I said, are you reading the lore? Uh, I mean, what I've been finding, yeah. Okay, cool. Because it, it, it just adds to it. Like I'm roughly two and a half, three hours in mm -hmm. like light, light spoilers. I just uh, got access to go after the former directors, like head of operations. Yeah. Do you have the, like the rock throw theme yet? Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh nice. yeah. That was, uh, that was the first ability I got. Like I got yeah. that. Then I got the dash. Yeah, Dash is cool too. Uh, I just got the uh, spin gun. That game just gets better and better with time. Like you gotta, you gotta trust me on that one. Quantum oh, Break I'm is sure. definitely something I'm, I'm gonna try because of what you said. Um, and it's got my boy Iceman. You know, I'm in there <laughs> throwing ice and fucking icing my nipples. You know what I'm saying? I'm Iceman. <laughs> God damn it! So, I think that if I were Iceman in my ice form, it would just be like the nipples would be obscenely large. I'm just gonna so, come out. And say for it. the record, everybody. Normally, I deal with Anthony's crazy shit for like an hour a week when we record together. We're going on hour three at this point because yeah. this is the second podcast we've recorded today because we recorded almost two hours of fighting words. Imagine if this ever gets bigger and we have like our own studio and you have to be with me for like eight hours in a day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what would happen, man. Oh, I hope we don't have an HR department because they're gonna be like, "You, you gotta stop telling Tommy you're gonna kiss him aggressively." I'm gonna be like, "You're fired. I'm your boss." It would actually, be some fighting words. I'm your boss. You're fired. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. I will kiss those lips. So, Anthony, 
before we scare off Jeff, what are you playing? Uh, Mortal Phoenix Rising, because I promised you I would beat it. I'm probably only two hours in from the time I promised you I would beat it, or two hours further in. I did deal with Aphrodite, which is really funny. She's very into feeding the deers. Um, I got her her little soap bubbles, and I'm working on getting her tears. Uh, I did cheese the leers uh, and do that, and so I just looked up uh, how to do it for the big leers and just kind of teasing that so I can get those coins. Uh, <clears throat> that. I that also, uh, I've converted to Stadia. And I will kill anyone who doesn't like Stadia now. That's how insane I am about it now. Uh, let me let me let me uh, elaborate. I picked up Division Two on Stadia. Now, when I play Division Two on PS4, to just get into the game, go through the menus and stuff, it takes about four minutes, maybe a little bit longer. To get into the games and, and start playing, it takes about, whew, excuse me, forty seconds, if that, if that. And if you're going to fast travel, for anybody who's played Division 2, fast traveling is notoriously super long. It really is. Uh, it takes about 45 seconds to a, a minute in order to fast travel. And you, I could be in-game 10 feet from where I fast travel. And so it takes that long. On Stadia, it takes two seconds. I am, you know, Aaron Sini. If anybody was deserve a D-suck from me, it's Aaron Sini. And he's going to get it real good. Um. My God, is Stadia... I don't know what sort of black magic fuckery Google is working, but holy shit, have they cracked some sort of Da Vinci code. Uh, I, I don't get it. So, and I'm you got to realize something. I am playing Stadia on a Wi-Fi connection while all three of my kids are on their own devices using the Wi-Fi, and it is still performing great. It's got small little hiccups for like a second. Nothing really game-breaking. Nothing that's going to make me not like it or not want to play it. Uh, I, I, Like I told Tommy this earlier, I'm honestly at a point right now where I'm like, do I need a PS5? And I'm a Sony pony. Everybody knows I'm a Sony really pony. Is. I let that pony ride me, you know? It's not Tijuana or anything or anything yeah. weird. I just put on my thing. Yeah. The pony gets on me, stirrups my sides. I take off, take it over to the West, you know? We're going to go find some gold. But... I'm at a point where I'm like, do I need a PS5? All these games that I want that are on PlayStation are on Stadia. And now that I've seen the light, I'm like, holy shit. Like, do I need a PS5? And I don't know if I need a PS5. What platform are you playing Immortals on? uh, I'm playing that on PlayStation 4 uh, because I've already put in time to it. So I'm not buying it on Stadia because of that. There's a cloud save. Okay, Tom. I don't. I don't need you to tell me about the facts and truths. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's on the Ubisoft, uh, like subscription. Program. Yeah, probably. Just let me play the way I'm gonna play it, Tommy. Okay. You let him be- live in his stadium bubble. Yeah. yeah you want to but- be. You want to be my dad. Marry my mom. She's single. It could happen. <laughs> You'd be my stepdad. You don't want. Every child needs a father, Tommy. And no, here's here's why I don't want that to happen. I'm sure your mom's a great person. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> but every time I talk to you, you would just call me daddy, and I don't want that. Uwu. And don't forget the uwu. You would have to deal with him more often than you already do. Yeah. yeah. Holiday, so, Thanksgiving. So let me. So you said, do you need a PS5? Yeah. Right now, no. Exactly. I mean, but in a year's time, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, 
right now it works out because we're saving to buy a house and or move to like Texas or Oklahoma or some shit. So this is probably the best thing that could happen to kind of quell that need for a PS5. Listen, I understand I don't need a PS5. Do I want a PS5? Hell yeah. I'm a Sony pony. Sony's been good to me. And I ain't going to get rid of that trophy list anytime soon. Uh, but it's definitely satiated that need for, to want one. I don't need it now that I've got Stadia and how well it runs. I just... Oh, I and she, the PS5's a big boy. Oh, yeah. I, ha- yeah. I have one. And it won't stop trying to use Blue Eyes White Dragon on me, which is bullshit. No matter how many times I use Pot of Greed on it. Fucking Kaiba over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, get out of here. Exodia. Exodia. Pot of Greed. Uh, and But so like I played Miles. So did you play Miles Morales on your PS4? No, I I haven't touched any of the Spider-Mans on PS4. I need to play oh. Miles Morales. So but- yeah, Miles Morales was a great game. Um and you can definitely see the they make you fast travel once within like the first two hours of the game. Yeah. And it is lightning fast. Uh but I mean I'm I'm still just playing games that I played on my PS4, Dead by Daylight, uh, you know, th- those sort of things. Playing Fortnite with my son, uh and so I'm not really noticing the big jump. And of course I know like last the original Last of Us came out tail end of PS3, yeah. Last of Us 2 tail end of PS4. So, you know, it's not going to be something until that is great until 2024, 2025 when, you know, we see all these big games. But well, you made a good point there. The one thing to get me to buy a PS5 is the uh, Last of Us 2 remastered with the uh with with the multiplayer. That, okay. that that is what could get me to buy a PS5. Uh, but right now, I don't need one. Uh, I, I'm i one of those really weird guys that had absolutely no interest in playing any of the Spider-Man games. Uh, Spider-Man and Miles Morales. I don't know. I wanted to. I've come close to buying it every time. I just, for whatever reason, it could be a control type situation. Control was the same way and I played it and I was like, why did I not play this a year ago when it came out? So... so- um, since you have a PS4, is the PlayStation Plus collection on PS4? Is that a just PS5 thing? Uh, no, it's on PS4. I mean, I've got that whole collection. I'll be able to to use that as well. To be honest, I don't even think I've pull, even pulled for my free games for the last two months. Oh, you're messing up. I know, right? I mean, Spider-Man <clears throat> and God of War, for example. Do backflip! I'm mostly an Xbox guy. Okay. Uh, those are the two games that would make me buy a PS5. Like, I and, want a PS5 right now from uh, Miles Morales, but the second God of War Ragnarok drops, I'm getting a PS5. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's to- totally worth it, too. I and just that'll feel happen like, either this year or next year would be my guess. I feel like Stadia has satiated that need, though, to want to get it ASAP. And I, I think I can wait till, like, Horizon 2 or... Not God even that. I think I could honestly wait till 2022 now. I just... With with no way. I mean, you're a dad and adult. You know what it's like to have to spend money on other things, and I think that that the stadia has made it to where I feel like I can reasonably just hold off until like a year from now. Because I, 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 I would put money down. You'd get a PS5 before 2022. There's I, no way. I don't know. With things coming up, listen. Hey, I might put money down against myself as well <laughs> and rig that so I get money from all of you suckers. You know what I'm saying? I have a feeling both of us will end up with a PS5 by the end of this year. 100%. If, I just, especially if God of War is 2021. 
we're both ending up with PS5. Listen, guys, if you want me to get a PS5, you head on over to patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds. Pledge right now. We have tiers from 3 to $30. We're not trying to break your bank. We're just trying to get Anthony a PS5. Now get over there. Uh, subscribe. Get a tier. There's a tier where I send you oiled up pics of myself. And I always, you know, from the waist up, you're not going to see any giblets, but you're going to see some hard-ass nipples. Now get with it. That's also not confirmed with Tommy and George. So yeah. if, I guess that's a private Patreon. Uh, so that's my OnlyFans. I don't know. Only fans. None of that. None of the Patreon is confirmed through me and George. You just <laughs> did it. I just did it. That's what I do. I just do. Like Nike, so, I just do it. So before we move on to topics, yes. Anthony, not only were we playing stuff this week, yeah, we were watching stuff this week. Uh huh. WandaVision. Oh my god, yes. I okay. Are we all caught up on episodes one and two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, spoilers for those of you listening for WandaVid, you're gonna get five seconds. One, two, fast forward for like three, four, five minutes. Five. Here we go. WandaVision. Yes, it's so good. It's very good. I was not so I was not expecting that. Um and I've been in this lull of not having a lot to watch, so I'm re-watching a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, making my way through the end of Naruto Shippuden right now. Hello, um, my friend. I, <laughs> you are my and friend. Sorry. So it was it was it was a nice to surprise to be like, oh my god, it's the 15th. WandaVision is out. Yes. Okay, kids, go play with your toys. Here's a tablet. Yeah. Like, fuck off for a little Here's bit. Melatonin, go to bed. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to watch this. And then, boom, they give you two episodes the first day. It was great. Yeah. And, like, I love how, obviously, Wanda and Vision, they're superheroes. But them being superheroes isn't the forefront of the show. At least not yet. Yes. It's very much, like, the sitcom uh, tropes that we're used to. Like, it reminded me a lot of, like, Bewitched in the first two episodes. Yep. Uh I love Lucy episode one, Bewitched episode yeah. two. Can we all agree it was very amazing when uh, Vision got gum stuck in his gears? Did that, oh not, did that not make for some of the best like TV that you'd seen in a while? Yeah. And and you know what? What's crazy too is they are staying very true to like the themes and the structure for those old shows, like I Love Lucy, Bewitched, I Dream of Jeannie. Uh, like it's very like. The uh, having his boss over sporadically, <clears throat> and also tell tell me fill 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 some time real quick while I look up the sure. star real quick. So one thing that's really cool, which I'm glad you just told me to fill time because I wanted to mention this anyway. It's all the Easter eggs and references to like Hydra, Sword, all of that. That I'm like, yeah. I'm kind of putting pieces together, making my own theories. I'm like, oh, she's probably captured by Hydra. And they're trying to figure out stuff about sword, and that's why these references are here. And then they're like, "Wake up, Wanda!" Like stuff like that. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" Can I say this real I'm quick? In. Go can for I, it, man. Can I give an MVP to the greatest actress so far, Catherine Hahn, who's playing the nosy neighbor? <laughs> uh, Catherine Hahn is, and I saw an appreciation post for her on Twitter. But honestly, she is very much one of the like best actresses right now like she fits in so flawlessly with every era so far and any whether it's stepbrothers uh whether it's uh what was it the goods or 
She was in Step Brothers. She was a uh, oh, hey, uh, good job, Tony boy, or good job, Adam Scott's wife. Yep. Yes. Uh, she is not only an amazing actress; she's fucking hilarious, and she fits in this show so perfectly. Like it's ridiculous how perfect and flawlessly she fits into the show, for sure. And I love, absolutely love how they kind of just take it full circle with uh, Geraldine, who is actually supposed to be like the, she's the little girl from Captain the little Marvel. girl from Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm like, so she grew up, became a sword agent. You're talking about Monica Rambo? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, or sorry, um, yeah, Rambo. Yeah, 100%. She's supposed to be a... Uh, God, what is her character in the Marvel Universe? I know the name, She's, I just can't think uh, of it. Um, and then, also, so Catherine Hahn, um, there's a lot of theories going around that... Because uh, her name is Agnes in the bubble that Wanda is, like, living in. Yeah. There's a lot of theories that she is going to be Agatha Harkness. Oh, I 100% believe oh. that. Absolutely believe that she's going to be Agatha Harkness. I don't think so. So, Tommy, I, I don't think there's anything to do with Hydra. I don't think Hydra's captured Wanda. I think that uh, Agatha Harkness has has somehow found Wanda. And we're going to get, obviously, in later episodes of how this happened. But we're clearly in a pre-House of M, Wanda's first mental breakdown. Well, go <clears> back and rewatch the uh, the episode where they had the commercial break. And they showed the shield, like, not the shield, the uh, watch. And it had the Hydra logo. It did, but the first had, one had Tony Stark's to, uh, toaster. It so did. I, I think that we're getting. I think that's just an ad placement. Well, ad placement slash uh, like uh, like little nods to to past. But I forgot the name, like exactly. But it was one of the barons of Hydra. Strucker. That was the brand of the uh, watch. It was Baron yeah, von I'm Strucker? Like, was it Strucker? I believe it was Strucker. Yeah. I mean oh. that makes sense. Who was the guy? Was, uh, who was the one who, who gave her her powers? That was the in, in in Age of Ultron. That was Baron von Strucker was the one who was manipulating the, uh, the time stone. Yeah. No, I, not, I remember that. I just couldn't remember the name that they showed on the watch because there's a couple barons in Marvel. So what I think, oh, okay. my theory on this all, and and I think it's it's a popular one going around the internet right now is uh, Agatha Harkness, who in the comics is actually a uh, she's on the the. Same wavelength as Doctor Strange, not saying as powerful, but she's mm-hmm. she's a magic user in the Marvel Universe. Um, and she's been a friend and foe of Wanda's within uh, the comics. So what I think is that she got to Wanda before anybody else or found Wanda. Uh, something happened. Wanda's finally had her breakdown from losing she's trying to like the pieces back I together. Mean, it's, she's got horrible PTSD from the last, just all the fucking shit that's happened to her. I mean, she watched Thanos kind of just rip like visions soul out of him. But this is classic. Uh, like Wanda Maximoff is, is she's, what was it? It was her second mental breakdown that caused house of M her first mental breakdown that killed vision. Uh, we are in the midst of her first mental breakdown. So I really hope they don't go the killing vision route. And I really hope Paul Bettany is, 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 well, I hope he's brought back in because of this. Uh, but I love it and I'm all for it. And I want to give it all to Correct me if I'm wrong. They said that this ties in to Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Doctor and Strange. Dark Strange? Well, not I Spider-Man, think just Doctor Strange. Okay, because in Far From Home, the after-credit scene with uh, Nick Fury in that ship, mm-hmm. uh, there's also theories going around that that is he's on the peak, which is the sword, yeah, uh, spaceship, which um, 
you know, could tie in if that because I know there's a bunch of scrolls on the ship in Far it's From a Home. Secret invasion. Yeah, but it could have been leading into like Sword, which well, uh, he was 100. percent That was one. 100% See, scored at the end of uh, that's why I'm thinking that it's leading into like that she's captured by Hydra. They're trying to find out about Sword because of uh Geraldine that she is a Sword agent. And I'm like, so okay, I don't think okay, listen, the I don't think she's captured by uh, Hydra. Agatha Harkness could be a Hydra agent, you know, that's I mean, still, that's, also entirely possible. That, that's that that's still keeping. Like ties the Hydra, even though Hydra is technically gone, which Hydra's never. Yeah, I was about to say, is Hydra still a thing? Well, Hydra's Hydra's never never really really gone. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think that Agatha Harkness, they can definitely swing it the Hydra way. Uh, I like to think that that this is just Wanda. Like this is legitimately this is Wanda after Endgame, and she's finally she's finally like the 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 switch has been flipped, and she's that that's for sure viable because. What I sorry to cut you off, but what no, I love about the show is there's so many ways you can from the two episodes oh, yeah. we have, there's so many ways you can interpret this of what's happening or what's going on. And odds are we're all wrong. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And and she's pregnant. Yeah. Right? So in the it wasn't that a huge thing in the comics that it never ends like it doesn't end well when she has her kids. That's also true. Um I, I get I don't did any of you guys watch Devs or uh, nope. or Legion? Nope. No. Okay. Well, I'm getting so Devs and Legion are two like really good FX shows that are really trippy. And I I'm getting what they are. Yeah. I'm re- I'm getting really strong like vibes of that. Uh, I, I all I can say is I am I'm on board. I'm excited to see what what happens next. And I think this is going to be like I think for the Marvel series. Starting on Disney Plus, I think this is going to be a fucking just grand slam out of the park for sure. And I'm really glad it's a one off. Like it's not a multiple season thing that they're like, we can tell this whole story that we want to tell in this time frame. Yeah, and I'm like, that's amazing. I, I, you know, listen, Disney, that Disney Marvel partnership, they've got the blueprint. They know what they're doing. They've 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 proven since Iron Man well Iron Man one wasn't a Disney Marvel one but we're gonna start from there from Iron Man one on they've proven they 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 cracked the code they've did for sure and they've got they've had all of us hooked for the last ten years on on the cinematic universe I mean to be honest all of us comic book fans all of us Marvel comic book fans were already hooked from Iron Man one I could watch an hour and a half of just Iron Man flying from Iron Man one so I think it's amazing I think what they're what they're doing with these Disney Plus series. Is going to be even more amazing. All of them. Uh, I think the only one that I think could be a quote unquote flop and won't flop, but it'll feel like it will be the She Hulk, just by off that premise. But I think even that, even if that's the worst of the Marvel Disney Plus shows, it'll still be top tier. It'll just be like the lower end of the top tier. If Jessica Jones shows up and is a series regular in that show, it won't flop. I promise you that. Because, uh, Kristen Ritter is so good. Yeah. The like, B from Apartment 23. <laughs> <laughs> With my last thing of WandaVision, like, I'm just so glad that this exists. Yeah. And that it's the first thing that we got of MCU in phase four and the first Marvel thing we've gotten in over a year. Because Scarlet Witch is one of my favorite superheroes, not just Marvel heroes, superheroes, period. And 
I think that she, especially in like Civil War, was such like a hidden gem type yeah. of a thing that I don't want to say she was underutilized, but of course she wasn't in the forefront because it wasn't her story. Now we get her story. Yeah. And I couldn't be more in. Jeff, you got any parting words? Um, yeah, I'm uh, super excited to see where the season goes. Um, I loved the cameo from uh, Deborah Jo uh, Rep from that '70s show, I and that. yeah, I, and I, I hope she was during the '70s era, though. Oh yeah, 100. percent I would have loved um, for this season to, you know, they're working on like sitcom based uh, blueprints for Wanda's bubble. I would love to kind of. Also get tidbits of like, you know, stay in that realm of just different sitcoms and get a, that 70s show reference with her. Yeah. Um, and then just also, you know, pop us back out and let us know what the bigger plot is. But I'm also excited that like if this is this good, two years down the road when Marvel like hones their craft with what these shows are going to be and then just build out this, you know, spider, you know, web of shows and movies from Marvel. It's great. We're in a great time. Or even not even two years, but what about Falcon and Winter Soldier, where it's oh my god, it's them doing what they do best already, but then just making it a TV show. Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think you mean Falcon and Winter Soldier, aka Bonerville. God damn, I cannot wait for all of that. I okay. I I have a a theory that that action that show's action is going to be on par with Winter Soldier. And oh, I, I hope. Oh, so. oh my god! I cannot wait. Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie, hands down. My it's favorite up there Marvel for me. Uh, Endgame is uh my favorite, but but Winter Soldier, like Winter Soldier, is is the best Born Identity movie ever made. Um, I think I I hope it's um what was it Civil War when hit, both of them are in the back of the car and they're like oh yeah you. oh yeah. great yeah. little back and forth. I hope it's a whole season of a lot of that. And then, you know, uh, towards the end, they'll have to get serious and, you know, He's like, work together. But, up? So that buddy you know, cop, yeah. buddy cop. Yeah. Comedy. I, I want to say one more theme before we move to some, some topics. It. And I want to give a huge fucking shout out to Randall Park, who has somehow finagled his way into the Marvel fucking universe. Randall Park. We got Asian Jim. We got straight off the boat. And then he was also in uh, I Love You Forever, Sometimes, Always or whatever it was. Like Randall Park is one of the funniest actors, but one of the, some of the most one of the most unassuming like people to be in the Marvel universe. He was great in Ant Man too. I just oh, he's the cop. Yeah, yeah. Randall Park is so funny, and I'm so happy that he is. Uh, he's Asian Jim from The Office. They did that whole bit where uh, yeah, yeah, where he came in and, and Dwight's like, "What?" He's like, "Kudos to you for not seeing race." Uh, I I love somehow Randall Park made his way to the Marvel universe, and I'm 100 percent for it. So yeah, uh, there's that. Now let's hop into some topics, okay? Let's do it. First topic, uh, we've got. We're gonna kind of gloss over these, not quick, but we won't. We won't spend too much time on it. We got the Resident. Be fast topics. We got the Resident Evil showcase that is coming out January twenty first, twenty twenty one, two p.m. Pacific time, twenty two hundred GMT. Jesus. Uh, all I have to say is this: I don't know as much as you two probably do, but I do want giant vampire ladies to smother me in her boobs and step on my dick. God damn it. I definitely don't think you're going to get that in the showcase, but here's to hoping. I just, she is like, <laughs> she's so tall. 
Uh, first off, let me say they picked the perfect host for this Resident Evil showcase with Brittany Brombacher. Yep, like Seattle if, alum. What's up? If you guys, if anyone hasn't watched that, watch What's Good Games. Phenomenal podcast, but she has a passion for Resident Evil that I don't think I've ever seen from anyone else. No, her energy is like on another another level when it comes to zombies and Resident Evil and it's it's great. I, I love yeah. Brittany. She's amazing. Yeah, like when she's hyped about something, she's all fucking in. And we're definitely going to see that on the showcase. But we're going to get Resident they're going to show us Resident Evil 8 Village, whatever you want to call it. It's going to look dope. But what I want to see is this how Chris unannounced- got so fucking yoked. I mean, he thick. Don't he's get me thick. wrong. He's thick with eight C's. He's thick. I think he's wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> but what I want to see is the unannounced multiplayer game that they kind of stealthily announced in that trailer. Because right after that, I got an email about it that was like, hey, sign up for this Resident Evil multiplayer beta. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you talking about the one with the high school kids? No, that's that was uh, they they uh, marketed that as its own game and then they tied it in with Resident, Resident Evil 3 at the last minute. Uh, this is, I guess, is going to be something new. I'm hoping, I hope to God it's mercenaries, but with like in the RE8 engine, that would be amazing. Was I mean, that would be cool. Which one was the one where you where you were uh, umbrella agents? Uh, like, uh, are you talking I about like the up? Oh my god, that game sucks so bad, and I was there for the midnight launch. I got that game on a buy two get one free sale, and I still paid too much money for it. I went opening night. I stayed in line at midnight. Everyone was there. It was people were there for Resident Evil. People were there for like Kingdom Hearts one point five or whatever. I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm here for Resident Evil. Got home. It was oh my god, it was so bad. I yeah, it's one of the worst games I've ever played. Oh no, Naughty Bear. (laughs) Naughty <laughs> Bear is worse, don't get me wrong But Raccoon City is up there There's a reason why Whenever I refer to that game with friends I just call it Operation Raccoon Shitty Operation, this game Sucks you know like, That game They were like, hey, let's turn Resident Evil Into a cover based third person Shooter with multiplayer and we're like Uh, why? So the Division? No yeah. But where's Worse because it wasn't like open world or anything. You literally tells you go down this hallway. Oh, look, you can move while you shoot now, which was a huge thing for Resident Evil because they didn't implement that until that game. They tried then, to make Gears of War. Yeah. Okay. But they failed miserably. Oh my god. Okay, so what, and, what are you guys hoping to get out of re- out of this new Resident Evil though? A release date before April. You really think it's going to come out that soon? No, but I want it to. I feel like because <laughs> Resident Evil Three came out around end of April. So did two. And yeah, uh, did it? I thought it came out like around the end of January. Well, I know Seven did. In, in around the same time frame is what I mean. I just I wanted them to release the like announce the date when they you know first showed it to us back in you know June or September that PlayStation event. Uh huh. I want to be playing it by, you know, I wanted to be hyped and playing it by the end of this month, but I know that's not going to happen. Um, the second thing would be a RE4 
tease, say like it's in development, you don't have to show anything. I know there's little to no sh- shot that they're going to do that when they're marketing this game. Yeah. Um, and the only drawback to that is if you've played Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6, 5 and 6 are mixed to very bad like reviews, especially 6. I, I, personally, I personally loved 5. Uh, me and my buddy would play that all the time. Um, but I don't see them, you know, are they just going to stop at Resident Evil 4 Remake and then not do 5 and 6? Can I, can I say something real quick? Go for it. As someone who's not really in this ecosphere, um, I can appreciate the fact that not only are they making, you know, new Resident Evil IPs, for lack of a better word, that still fit within the narrative, and remaking old Resident Evil games, it seems like they've got the blueprint and they're crushing it on both ends, which is something you rarely, you absolutely rarely see. Like, not for sure. Resident, uh, the remakes of what? Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3? No, they Resident, remade Resident Evil 1 as well. Resident yeah. Evil 1 and 2, as with Resident Evil Biohazard. How often do we see a developer in general, much less a publisher, Capcom, come out and kind of, hit it just right on both ends to where the fans are excited. They're jazzed and they're super happy about it again. Like it almost felt like for a while there Resident Evil was becoming kind of this joke. Like, Oh, Resident Evil game. Here we go. And they've somehow, they flipped the narrative, started putting the time and the love into these games. And they brought the fans back, which is wild because you don't see that very often. I mean, Sonic, how long until Sonic mania did it take for people to like Sonic again? Uh, Sonic Generations was a phenomenal game. Okay, you shut your mouth. Thank you. I don't need your facts and truths. Thank you. Uh, um, <laughs> but what I'm so, saying is, what I'm saying is, it's as someone from the outside looking in, it is really awesome to see that that Capcom is it finally kind of figured out a way to make new IPs and give these beloved old IPs, you know, fresh wings in a way that fans love both, and they're they're slowly making that that point to where they intersect together. And they can mm-hmm. form one new and, and continue on from there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So two things. And you that can I think Monster Hunter rolled for that. I mean, because it yes made them all the money. It made them all the money. But uh, Capcom one, I don't think I've ever seen a developer, well, even a publisher, pull such a one eighty before with three sixty and PS three era. They were kind of a laughing stock. Yeah of how bad they were doing and everyone that like were Capcom fans were like, why, why are you doing this? We don't need lost planet three. Why does Marvel versus Capcom three suck? Why is ultimate even worse? Like, why are you making these bad decisions? And then this generation comes out and they're like, Oh, resident evil seven. Let's turn this whole ship around with this RE engine. Then we're going to remake other Resident Evils with two and three. Then we're going to do Monster Hunter World. We're going to have Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which, internet, you're going to hate me. It's not a bad game. It's not great. It's not bad, though. It's okay. Uh, Devil May Cry 5. One of the best games I've ever played. One of the best soundtracks ever made. Oh, for sure. Which runs off of the RE engine. Monster Hunter Rise, which runs off of the RE engine. (laughs) Like, they have knocked it out of the park. So what I want to see is them just continuing to elevate 
which they've been doing every time because they just keep getting better and better and better. Oh, 100%. Like, and I do love the fact that they're they're allowing their developers to kind of like take risks and kind of mm-hmm. merge and make these like newer like Mr. X. Yeah. Stuff like that kind of like 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 take a take a swing at something new that people may love or they may not, but for the most part it seems like people are loving these new additions and these newer sure. games and these newer things that they're adding in. Because just like how Monster Hunter World was kind of a reset for that franchise, yeah. Resident Evil 7 was very much a reset. Is that Biohazard? So- yeah. 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 With the creepy family. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which interesting fact, biohazard is actually just the Japanese name of resident evil. I actually Correct. have it on disc and I've never touched it. I believe it's still in the wrapper. I don't know why. Don't, don't, don't do it. Tommy. No, I, actually I can't play that game. I have tried. It actually put me in the hospital. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so long story of that, but I'm going to make it really short. Right when, and I've been very open about like uh, me fighting anxiety issues and stuff like that. I've got it under control, medicine therapy. So I'm not going to go into all that. But right when it wasn't under control, I bought Resident Evil 7. (laughs) (laughs) I went to play it. I got to the part where you're fighting the dad in the garage. Oh my God. That put my heart rate over 200 Uh because I couldn't control myself. And had to go to the hospital. Did you almost have a stroke? No. I was having a really bad panic attack. Oh, okay. Like, because... So, wait, you never finished it? No, I can't. Like, I want to. Like, part of it now is just the fear of, oh, fuck, what if my heart just starts pounding again? Dude, if that's the case, I hope this game does give me a stroke. Because my grandpa died on his third stroke, so I gotta beat that record, you know? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I gotta beat the fucking record. I gotta that beat- being said, I'm for sure buying Resident Evil 8. Like, 100%. Yeah. Does that sound like Stockholm Syndrome? Yes, because it kind of <laughs> is. Yeah. But I'm gonna do it. Alright. And then the other one, which everyone's gonna disagree with. Give me it. Please don't remake Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Capcom, you've released the game like 11 times. I don't need a 12th. Like, what are you going to change? What are you going to improve? Resident Evil 4 is already phenomenal and it still holds up. But what if it it looked and played like Resident Evil 2 remake? I mean, that's fine. I still know the story. (laughs) I still know Resident Evil 4. Leon Kennedy is a bad motherfucker. I don't need to see it, like I said, for a 12th time. I do. I want to (laughs) see him and Krauser fight it on my glorious 4k tv on my ps5 i need it it like just hook me up to a resident evil iv and just pump it in my veins but you don't want that 4k audio of what you're buying oh yes Cap, I pump, do. I please don't pump resident evil in my veins i might actually die <laughs> <laughs> all right let's hop to the next one lucas games uh has announced i believe the big announcement was that they are going to do a division style star wars game I mean, they're they're also doing an Indiana Jones game. With yeah, but huge. listen, the Indiana Jones game, cool. Uncharted, Indiana Jones. It's the best indie game of all time, man. I get that, but we, so, all, we all know how it's going to go. Like they they they're going to take the blueprint from the Uncharted games. They're going to take the blueprint from the the newer, you know, Tomb Raider games. But what I'm really excited about is a Star Wars game done like Division. I am too. Like I think that the two great things have happened out of this one 
EA lost is losing the exclusivity deal in 2023 anyway. And I think the smartest idea was not to renew it. Yes. And like, no, that doesn't mean Battlefront 3 won't happen or Fallen Order 2 or a sequel to Squadrons won't happen. They will. They 100% will still under the EA banner. And that's not bad. I don't want EA to not be able to make Star Wars because they do a good job with it. Squadrons, great game. Fallen Order, great game. Battlefront 2, great story. Or so okay, we- multiplayer. Like, yeah, Battlefront 2's multiplayer is kind of flawed that the unlock system is shit, but I still have fun playing the game and they can improve. What makes this better is that more developers are making more Star Wars. Yes. Like, what if this game from Massive is a game of the Mandalorian Jedi War where you're playing as Mandalorians fighting the Jedi? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I- in. I don't want Jedi any anywhere near a division style Star Wars game. What I would, no, I mean, you want it to be a shooter. Realistically, the best way to do that would be. Um, That's why I said you're fighting the Jedi. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Wait. This just came to me, Anthony. Yeah. Close your eyes. Okay. Let me rain this down upon you. Eyes are closed. So, a Ubisoft open world game. Uh-huh. You don't want any Jedi. No Jedi. That's fine. You're gonna. How about you play as a Han Solo in his youth? And doing like your mission, your division type missions as Chewie or Han Solo. Mm-hmm. His his main weapon is a gun, mm-hmm. so you got that there. Yeah. How would you feel about that? You can go gamble. You can fucking do missions with yeah. Lando. That's great. Let me give now. You close your eyes. Okay. And let me okay. give you what I want. That's a trap. And That's a bait. Don't do close it. Close your eyes. Open your mouth. Okay. Open your mouth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways. Your eyes are closed. Okay. Yes. A division style game set on course okay. after the Republic, right? Republic, right? Has taken over. The okay. Empire. You, the Empire. You are part of the the uh, resistance, taking over Empire uh, strongholds and stuff in Coruscant. You've got multi levels, so let's just say you've got access to three levels of Coruscant. We're gonna go to the top, and we're gonna go to the top three layers, and you're doing okay. a division style from there. You this still allows you to have a a a true division type gameplay and keep you on one side with having a a actual like like solid enemy that is one thing. So like or multiple enemies, you could have bounty hunters because the division has technically three different factions. So you've got three different factions. You've got you've got the Republic, you've got bounty hunters, and then you could have. I don't know a third one, whatever the fuck you want the third one to be, but you are part of Ewoks. Ewoks on course, man. They're running those fucking skooma dens, you know? They're running the drug dens, and the Ewoks are running the drug dens. But, and this allows you to be as part of the resistance or the. Tommy, help me here. The rebellion? The, the rebellion. You're, and you can have multiple play styles. You're getting different weapons, different weapon styles, and you can still keep it division esque while keeping it still rooted to a point. To where all these characters are technically equal. That's why I don't want Jedi because if you keep the Jedi in there, well, there's no point. I don't want a division style game and have Jedi. I would like. No, I agree. Yeah, I would 100 like. Okay, so there was a Star Wars MMO that was released. I want to say early 2000s, maybe maybe late 90s, but they originally released it without letting anybody know how to be Jedi. 
So the base, you know, gameplay audience who who jumped in on it had no idea how to be Jedi. They they didn't release how to do it. So they they were it was like bounty hunter. You could be you know Republic. You could be Commando stuff like that. I want a game like that based in that where it's more division esque espionage slash going in. You're kind of conquering strongholds. You're opening better parts of the map. You're getting better gear, and they can make it a game as a service. What Star Wars game has been a, a game as a service yet? And I think that if you make it a Division-esque game, you could actually sustain that as a game as a service. The closest you've gotten with that is Battlefront 2. But that's not even... That's just, like, content updates. But, I wouldn't even but if game. you're going to have the same team that's doing the Division do a game, have them do what they know. And no, I agree. That's the Division. Now, Anthony, I like your idea. Now, let me take it one step further. Do I need to close my eyes? No. Do I need to open my mouth? No. Do I need to? Does he need soul? to take his clothes off? Yeah. Please don't. Do I need this oil in my hand right now? No. Okay. So, you've got that division style game. Yeah. And you you're not playing obviously as a Jedi. You're not playing as like a stormtrooper. Yeah. You're playing as in that time, like right after the Empire took over. Yeah. Who would become mercenaries? Okay. The Bad Batch. That's what I was thinking. The clones. Oh, that's from good. the final season of Star Wars. Tommy, of the that's Wars. good. I like that. Yeah, because they're super unconventional. Mm-hmm. It's an uncovered time, so they could be customizable. Like, and you would, you have a clone arsenal plus whatever you could get your hands on. There's so many weapon variants that they could do in different builds. Like, you could go with a normal type like basic clone trooper style so you could go with heavy you could do anything with that you could do it division style but what if they mixed it with a little bit of gta 5 mixed with the division where you've got five different characters and you can swap between them to to kind of pick and choose what you want how you want to do those missions now if we're doing builds like that i think we're getting a little too complicated yeah. there yeah i think it would have to if they do that which i would be down for it would have to be a very static thing i like i agree each- i agree each character has to have like, okay, this is the heavy. This is what they do. This is their mission, period. Yeah. Like you you would eliminate the games as a, ah, I just bit my tongue on that. Games as a service aspect by doing that. I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. I think you could tell a really good story that way. But I think you lose a lot of your replayability at the same time. I agree. I agree with you. What so obviously you're a huge division fan. That is going that is going to be made. What else would you want from this deal? That was about to be my next question. Like, uh, any, like any so, game from any developer type of thing. Yeah, you could do that. Okay, I, I'll I have one in mind, so I'll go I'll it. go first. I want a Metroidvania game based, uh, like based at like the setting on the Death Star. Okay, you can. Crawling through vents, that sort of thing. It could be like an Axiom Verge oh my type God, of style. I was just about to say that, yeah. Or you can even, you know, make it a full-on look, uh, realistic like Jedi Fallen Order type thing, and just you know, show us what a next-gen Star Wars Metroidvania type of game would be. It could be someone trying to, you know, get the blueprints of the Death Star. It could be, you know. Um, that sort of thing. It doesn't have to be Jedi's or that sort of thing. It could be someone who has no 
like weapon training. So, you know, you're sneaking through the Death Star that, you know, and then other, some doors are locked. You're trying to avoid uh, the stormtroopers doing their rounds, like you know, all of that. You know what that Metroidvania style also works on? Coruscant. I mean, that okay. Metroidvania style would work on like anything. Um, I, I know I keep going back to Coruscant, but I feel Ew. like I, I feel like Coruscant does make a, a perfect setting because of its how populated it is, and it is a major quote unquote that city. Planet, one big city. Yeah, I, I feel like it does, but I think your Metroidvania works better uh, on Coruscant than it is on the Death Star. Um, because on the Death Star, what, what are you saying? You're kind of like playing like a like you're you've infiltrated the Death Star. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, uh, top level, it could be like a Luke trying to, you know, s- storm, and you know, the end fight could be him versus Emperor or whatever. Um, I know they're going to probably want to keep these games in canon or stay completely away from that. So um, that might not line up. Can I throw out something? Yeah. A division style game set in the Star Wars universe on Cloud City. What have we, weird. But when have we seen that Cloud City? But they we haven't. We've only exactly, exactly. So I think Cloud City might work better because it opens up. We haven't seen much of Cloud City in the Star Wars universe, period. Whether it be in books, whether it be in games, whether it be in movies. So that's wouldn't that be a perfect time to flesh out what Cloud City is and how big I it mean, is? The only problem is it's a mining planet. Yeah, so... And it's a city, right? So is it just that floating spinning top from Inception? Is that all that Cloud City is? Or are there more of them in the clouds somewhere? I don't know. I don't know. But there's multiple layers. So you could you could stack the layers. Instead of having one big wide map, you have three smaller leveled maps. So... Okay. Before I jump into my ideas, because I've got two. Let's hear it. Anthony, okay. piggyback on one of yours. Yes. Coruscant, a game like that in Mega Man style. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But my ideas. So this one, Lucas Arts, please, for the love of God, if you're going to make anything, make this one. I am begging you. Mario Kart style pod racing. Please, <laughs> I want it so bad. You just want a pod racer in general. I do. Yeah, I just want pod racing, man. Like that was on the Game Boy Advance. I had that game, by the way. And I know pod racing, than, the like original episode one pod racer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just want that modern. Let me customize my pod racer and let me fucking pod race. That's, but the other one where they could actually go like in depth with stuff is in the same vein of Fallen Order, but instead of playing as a Jedi, you're an Inquisitor. Right after Order 66 and hunting down the remaining Jedi. Okay. Is his name Starkiller? Maybe. Ooh. Is this my way of like really just wanting Force Unleashed? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> because I love that game. I honestly think the Force Unleashed could be fully... like. There could be more Force Unleashed. For sure. I, I really do believe there could be more Force Unleashed. I just really like the character Starkiller, and any chance that they could take to make him a canon character 
even if it's them making him like a really powerful inquisitor that hunts down Jedi that Sidious or Vader is like, oh shit, he's too powerful. He has to be stopped. Well, the good news is he's a clone. So maybe they cracked the code. I don't know, but I'm in. Are we all good on this one? For sure. Okay, because I want to go into our last topic. Let's do it. That's our boy Jeff the Maverick right here. Jeff the Maverick, Twitch streamer, kind of funny best friend, dad extraordinaire. First off and foremost, where do you find the time to do the shit that you do? This is something I ask all my fellow parents who come on here because as a dad of three, a husband, and a guy who has a full-time job that works grave shifts, I find the time. This is the one thing right here, what we're doing now, that I will always find the time to do. But- I know it's not always that easy. I have another. I have my wife to help me out. I know it's not always that easy. Jeff, how do you do it? What's 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 the trick? Uh, so, a lot of drugs. No, oh, okay. Nah. Crying. <laughs> no, okay. So, cocaine. Yeah. So I am relatively new to being the single full time parent. Um, mom's no longer in the pictures, uh, but. What can you do? You have to keep going for those kids, those big, beautiful kids. 100%. Uh, so, yeah, I work. Um, I'm a cook at a restaurant. So that is like my nine to five job. I come home, take care of the kids. Once they go to bed, it's finally my time to unwind. What's better than to play a bunch of games? Yeah. And uh, 2020 was the craziest year in a while. Um, but personally, I, you know, I had more free time than ever. I'm a cook. So a lot of restaurants got shut down. So I'm, you know, I just started streaming. Um, first I started off on my PS4 was not getting the views that I wanted. As soon as I switched to PC, boom, I had affiliate. And now I I think I have like a round a hundred followers. Congrats, man. Thank you. Um, and so, yeah, I try to do it every night, at least, you know, two hours. Then, you know, they're in bed by eight. I'm, you know, streaming till 10 or 11, sometimes later, and then sleep six hours, wake up, do it all over again. Um, like, I'm going to piggyback off you what you said. You'll always find time for something that you love, right? So it's, it's not, you know, me trying to find time. It's like, I'm going to find time to play games. It's, you know, what I like to do. And I like engaging with the chat and, you know, building that little community. It's great. Um, it's, you know, it, it's can be difficult. And sometimes like, and I put in my like Twitch description, I'm, I am a full-time parent. So if I'm not there on a given day, you know, forgive me, I'll be back. I'm not going anywhere. So, well, I, I know how hard it can be. Um, I can't imagine what it, how much harder it is as a single parent to do what you love. I do know though that you're definitely, it's the risk reward of staying up later, (laughs) getting less sleep to do something that you generally love to do. Um, The podcast is something I, I choose to do over streaming or anything else. It's kind of my, this is my creative endeavor as someone who's been, who was in bands for years. This is my like quote unquote band. Um, But I just, I, the reason why I like to ask that question is because I know that there are a lot of parents out there who um, like in their twenties, didn't really know what they wanted to do. They were gamers. And now, you know, it's 2021 and there are multiple ways to play games and make that a lucrative endeavor or do it to an audience, whether you want to entertain, whether you want to make money or whether you just want to do you. 
And I think yeah. it, it, it's always great to have multiple people tell you how they do it so you can have multiple ways to try to tackle that that equation, that conundrum. Because not every what works for me isn't going to work for you. What works for you isn't going to work for someone else. And what works for them is going to work for the next person. And it's kind of this 100%. way of, okay, well, so-and-so does it this way. So-and-so does it that way. And it's a very much a trial and error way of finding what works for you. The one thing I yeah, do 100%. know is it is 100% sacrificing some sleep. <laughs> yeah. I do know but, that. I mean, being a parent, your sleep is always sacrificed at some point. Um, you know, my sons could wake up. And I'm surprised they haven't even woke up a little bit um, to, you know, they woke up with a nightmare yeah. They're you know, that sort of thing. So, you know, I could be up in, you know, four more hours uh, because they're up. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm all I'm doing is working and then come home and working more to cook dinner and clean up and, you know, always do, do, do. I want to, you know, have an outlet and, uh, and so you also said, I'm a KFBF. Greg Miller has said time and time again, if you want to do something, just start doing it. And so I'm doing it. And if I, if a single parent who works full time, takes care of two kids by himself, can put in 20 to, you know, hours streaming a week, then, you know, if you want to do it, you can definitely find the time too. And I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't have a like good setup or, you know, that sort of thing. Most people have headphones with a mic that could, you know, just start doing it and then you'll get the hang of it. And then, you know, I mean, people, I stream you know. from my Xbox. Yeah. And like, it, you don't need a, you know, a $10,000 PC. Not at all. Unless you're Nick Scarpino. Yeah. Yeah. yeah $7,000. Thank you. Give that man that $7,000 <laughs> PC. No, 100%. There is, it's never been easier to stream than it is now. Uh, yeah. And they're just going to make it easier. 100%. I, I agree. I just, you know, I appreciate you coming on the show, um, but I do. There, I just feel like there are a lot of parents out there that need a creative endeavor, regardless of what yeah. it is. But I, I honestly think it helps to hear how other parents do it because it may seem overwhelming at first. Uh, oh, uh, it, and it is. I, you know, uh, I everything I do is through streaming, so I'm not editing anything. Yeah. Um, I want to get into that and start to learn how to edit and. Uh, you know, uh, I want to be a Jeff of all trades. Uh, if you know, I want to be able to edit, or you know, I want to know the ins and outs of you know what I'm doing. And if if it can be a full time thing, then that's great. But it's more so of me just giving me an outlet. Uh, with 2020, everyone being stuck in their house, it was a nice way to reach out, and you know, more people were watching than ever. You know, so I've made friends over streaming on Twitch. It's uh. It's been a great community. So awesome, man. It, it sounds like you really do like you do it because you love it. Yeah. And I think that is how you end up with like the most success in it. If you love what you're doing with that, you're going to manage and you're going to find the time. As someone who enjoys streaming and doesn't do it constantly because of my own mental health issues, which I, again, I've been very vocal about it it's hard to be able to find that time but you're 100 percent right you just gotta do it yeah and it's something it's, it's, i have to talk myself into all the time like just gotta fucking do it yeah it's it's uh 
in like this today's day and age, everyone wants to be uh, a famous YouTuber or that sort of thing. But if you're not, you know, putting yourself out there on the platform to do it, if you're not, people make fun of TikTok a lot, but like people get millions of followers on TikTok for, you know, stupid little videos. It, and it teaches them to uh, edit and, you know, get what's in the like echo chamber of what's funny right now. And, you know, grow from it. And it, you know, it's, it's a definitely a great path that a lot of people can do for sure. But it's just, you know, everything takes effort, regardless if it's your day job or uh, a, a passion project that you've been wanting to do. You have to just put the time in. I like yeah. that line. Everything takes effort. That's it. That, that's a good line. I think that's a good way to end it today. So Jeff, 100%. AKA Jeff, the Maverick. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I want to say thank you so much for replying to my DM. Um, man, you're fucking awesome. And I love the fact that you're doing what you love. You're finding the time to do it and you're just, you're crushing it. Thank you so much. And I just, I appreciate you just in general. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on anytime you guys need a revolving third chair you guys know where to find me fuck yeah man, yeah, man. that's what we like to hear that's what we love to hear a lot of fun dude all right let's hop in that sweet nasty outro as Great. always if you'd like to support the podcast other than listening you can check us out at anchor.fm slash dadsbirdsnerds once again you can do a monthly donation or leave us a voicemail or patreon.com slash dadsbirdsnerds darsbirdsnerds patreon.com slash dadsbirdsnerds where you can choose a tier ranging from three to thirty dollars. Once again, we're not trying to break your bank. We're just trying to give you another way to support us uh, and and you know take that to the next level. Next up, if you'd like to find us on all social medias, find us at Dad's Beards Nerds. Literally, Dad's Beards Nerds all social medias, uh, especially on Grinder. Find us on there. It's a lot of just really pictures of me, but you'll find us. And are you doing more stuff with this brand without my permission? What? No. Hey, he's just spreading the brand. Yeah, Next, he'll be on Ricky. Just spreading the brand and my asshole. Uh, and last, if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, the best segue ever. You Jeff, can, you want my spot? You can find that link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Until the next time, I'm Anthony. And I'm Tommy. And we were joined by Jeff the Maverick tonight. Have a good one, everybody.